tuning in to Power Athlete Radio. Helping others heals the heart. These are the words of Jose Luis Sanchez. This Marine Corps veteran is doing amazing things with his charity Rise Above Hardship, or RAW as it's pronounced, by empowering the military community with tools to build the mind, body, and spirit. Hear about the physical and mental transformation that occurred when Sanchez suffered serious lower extremity injuries from an IED just two weeks prior to being set to come home from war. What makes Sanchez's story so amazing is his honesty. The road to recovery and mental wellness is a long one, as he says, fraught with incredible amounts of pain and hate. Sanchez now harnesses his experience to usher others through their own trauma. And we couldn't be more excited to get out his story. It's amazing. This is episode 246. Power Athlete Nation, what is up? You're talking to Luke. Christopher Tex McQuilkin. John J. Welly, Chili Pepper Wellborn. Chili Pepper. That's <laughs> right. uh, it's, uh, it's Hot Pepper. Hot, hot Pepper. Hot, hot Pepper, pepper Wellborn. Uh, a little backstory. In first grade, I was Hot Pepper champion, which means I was the fastest jump roper. And these fucking donkeys over hot here pepper. who can't even fucking jump rope. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've seen, your, I've seen your vertical. You only get off the ground maybe and two, three inches. Which is exactly ideal for jump what ropes. you need for a jump rope. <laughs> here's here's my, par- my party parlor trick when it comes to fitness is the single leg double under. And if I were programming the open, first thing I'd drop. Mm-hmm. Single foot double Ooh, unders. Ooh, I hear a segue. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, the CrossFit Games Open. What's it called? The CrossFit Open. No, CrossFit I thought it was the open. Reebok CrossFit Games Open. Games we should, get, we should get more prepped on this. Your CrossFit Open. Listen, I know some of you out there are c- CrossFitters. You're out there. You're ready to test your training. The Open's a great platform for that. Yes, I know. Maybe we have separated ways with CrossFit be over a stake. That's fine. <laughs> but it doesn't mean we still respect those sons Actually, of guns out there it, doing it. It wasn't even a stake. It was just a um, hypothetical stake. Yeah. It was a fake stake. It was a fake stake. (laughs) Fake news. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are going to participate in the Open, you are a CrossFitter, you train hard in the box, and uh, this is your time to test your training over the past 12 months. This is your in-season. It's all about preparation. And we've told you this time and time again. We've talked about this in plenty of the crew episodes, but... Professor Tex McQuilkin is at it again with the CrossFit Open warm-ups. <laughs> That's right, people. But is he wearing the white bands? Damn, Daniel. And we're, honestly, people, oh, we're sick God. of doing it for you, so we're going to teach you how to fish. We literally, literally, as we're recording this, just launched a free warm-up clinic. It's online, four segments, four couple questions, and we're also throwing a little promo in there if you pass your test, ladies and gentlemen. But we're going to teach you why the heck we, or how we approach these warm-ups and really, literally teach you how to program your own warm-ups if you were so inclined. But listen, I'm not that type of guy. I just want to hand it out to me. So that's why I follow the warm-up programming from McQuilkin. But if you are interested in checking out the warm-up clinic, check it out, pahq.co slash pa-academy. That's all lowercase, pa-academy. Tex, what do you want to say about that? Well, we're just going to get your chili hot. Like hot pepper, like hot pepper, hot like or just hot or more like cayenne pepper, like uh, what? Like John Wellborn, second grade jump rope. Uh, first grade, first mm-hmm. grade, first mm-hmm. grade, first grade hot pepper champ. I mean, dude, you guys even know what a fucking jump rope was in first grade, bro? I was out there doing it, <laughs> and I was doing it just to get the A. I'm sure I got an A, and then I. Fucking you guys don't remember that jump rope? the fucking jump rope across dude. America? Yeah, we we had Hands jump rope across. For heart. 
Yeah. Hands Across America. We almost made it. We almost <laughs> so those of you guys. A couple breaks in the chain. <laughs> <laughs> those of you guys that aren't Beer Fest fans, you'll know that uh, actually Chris used a little bit of sense of humor. He's been working mm. with Luke extra mm. time to try to figure mm. out how to come up with better timing and Lots maybe the occasional jokes. It's been lots of sleepovers. Lots of really putting a dent in my relationship with Ashley. You know, it's like me, then Tex in the middle, then Ashley on the other side and of the bed. And then the dog's at the foot of the bed. And then Tex, I'm like, Tex, giggle me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a real story. Oh, but enough God. of the nonsense, people. If you are interested in hell, what if you are not a CrossFitter? What if you're a strength and conditioning coach and you're like, am I doing my warm-ups right? Psh, get in there. It's or not maybe people have never CrossFit. even thought about warm-ups. 100%. I mean, because, you know, like, I mean, uh, I've heard the, uh, do you see an alliance stretch? Yeah, every morning when they get up. Mm -hmm. So uh, scratching your ass and just hoping to go out and fucking, you know, wad hard and get fucking nasty, uh, mm -hmm. I really think it's just, you know, so backwards thinking. You got to mm -hmm. go in there. You got to prime the CNS. You got to get the, you know, tissue nice and warmed up and you got to be in your best position. I mean, you know, we'll take it back to the fighting analogy of if you go in the ring cold, you come out cold. There's a reason when you go in there, you make sure you're warmed up and you're ready to rock and roll. And last piece of that, it, it also is an opportunity for long-term athletic development. So it's, yes, it's the cute that day, that moment. But at the same time, we want to think big picture. We're going to see the warm-up mm -hmm. forest or the athletic forest. I want to hear the, the warm up. I want to. I want to hear you fucking where you're going with this because I know you have no idea how to hey, fucking. Hey, get we'll this we'll polish that up tonight after hours, okay? <laughs> yeah, when you're laying in bed, you're like, so tell me about the warm up for us, giggle me to sleep. Christopher, <laughs> giggle me to sleep. All right, All right. ladies and gentlemen, enough about us. Enough about us. You fucking idiots. God well, here's damn the thing: it. it's a free course. If you're a person who like writes your warm up on the they're board, they're sold. They've already signed up. Let's. I don't think they have. The penguins need the warm ups because it's cold out there. No? All right, we're yeah. off the penguin. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to barrel forward because it is not just about penguin talk and nonsensical warm-up talk. All right, we have Jose Sanchez on the line. Uh, I'm interested to get to know this guy. We had an awesome pre, uh, uh, I guess pre-show chat, and I hope, Jose, we get to dump back into that because it was epic. But, I mean, it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jose, I'm just going to let you kind of pass off. Give these guys, let these guys know how you got to where you are right now. Um, <clears throat> well, to, well, we've got to take it all back, cause and effect, uh, you know, yeah. uh, being a Marine for, for, uh, t uh, 10 years, uh, a veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan, um, getting injured in Afghanistan uh, about two weeks from coming home, um, on a ground patrol, I stepped on IED. I lost my, uh, my left leg and my right leg was limb salvaged. Um, uh, prior to that, I was an athletic person. I was, um very fitness was, was my job, you know, being in top physical shape was my priority. Um, after coming home from, you know, from Afghanistan here in uh, San Antonio, Texas at SAMC, you know, I, 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 I was bound to the wheelchair. I couldn't stand up more than two seconds. I, I couldn't walk more than, than a foot. Um, but you know, and I was, I was pretty optimistic about that, you know, trying to, trying to do that physically, I was ready for it. Uh, trying to you know hit the ground running but there was things that i i wasn't expecting that were going to occur in, in in my life which was that mental that mental that mental battle that i was going to face those demons mm -hmm. that were going to come and appear and, and that was just a a whole new new fight for me um then in um, in actually you know facing that 
it, it was a different ball game because I couldn't beast it. You know, I, I, I couldn't just get up there and just manhandle it. You know, just like a dead left, just pull that motherfucker, you know, or, or, or bench press this motherfucker up. Like, no, it, it, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Like mentally, it, it was, it was, it was a battle. I, di I didn't know how to um, register these thoughts. I didn't know how to control them. Um, it was taking over, over me and my body. And when that happened and that occurred, I, I didn't even want to work out anymore. I was withdrawn. Mm -hmm. I was pulled away from, from the world and society. And I started closing off. I didn't want to engage myself into, into, um, into working out. I didn't want to talk to other, um, civilians. I didn't want to talk to, uh, military. Like I just pulled away. I just don't want to do shit. And doing so, man, um, everything was crumbling around me. Um, I, I, my, my, my wife left me uh, while I was at the Fisher House uh, with my daughter. I was still going in and out of fucking surgeries. Fuck. Um, she took off, and and I know it was my fault, you know, for pushing pushing them away. And at that moment when she left, and I was fucking stuck in that wheelchair, I got fucking pissed off, man. I, I was just like, fuck you, fuck everyone. Um, I got angry, mm -hmm. and at that point in time. Um, um, prior to that, you know, I, I was just living, living day by day, um, taking in, um, medication, Percocet, fucking Dilaudid, just anything, just to numb the pain, just to fucking get through that fucking day and just get on with it. But after that moment, I, I was very upset and angry. So I was just like, Hey man, I'm going to fucking, uh, I don't want to depend on no one. And I, I started fucking, I, I made a choice and a change there to, to get off that fucking wheelchair and and use that anger to fuel my fucking drive and i fucking started hitting up the the gym yeah dude that's that's a place to get the anger out i do know that man and i guess jose what you're where you caught some attention man is you i guess big reveal is you broke through you battled through you got your shit back together you started smashing it and you fucking you completed the boston marathon carrying the stars and stripes right Yes, sir. You know, and, and here you are, ship back home, uh, a bum wheel, get through recovery and, and earn back the right to go out there and just fucking smash it and make a statement, right? Definitely. Yeah, it, it's taken about one, like it's been, it's taken a couple of years just to get to where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. It was a grind one step at a time, just grinding and grinding. Uh, but everything I do um, to show others that, that physically and mentally, like you have a lot more to uh, you have so much potential that you think that you, 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 you have, you have so much more to give. You have so much more potential. And I'm just trying to showcase that it, uh, unfortunately it had for me to like lose a leg and, and get fucked up in, in, in combat to, to see that physically I was strong. I, I've been strong all day, every day, but a lot need the mind, body and spirit, man, fucking takes you so much farther. Yeah. We're we're checking out your Instagram and you got an amazing a lot of kind of lifting videos here and movements, jumping, plyometrics. So it's not I mean the the freaking marathon is a feat with the flag, mm -hmm. but just checking out all the freaking badass and awesome stuff you do. Is this the kind of training that you were doing before? And then it was almost a motivation to get back to being this dynamic? Well, what happened was when I started training, I just started training statically, just weight training, just trying to build my body up strength wise. Um, like I said, I, you know, I was just thinking about myself, just trying to get up the wheelchair, building up by strength. Uh, I felt to realize other people were hurting, um, like my brothers in the Marines. Um, they had sent me some, um, they had sent me some letters or whatnot, but I never opened them. I never looked at them. And then one of those was of American flag. And at that point in time, all I was doing was just working out, 
I saw the American flag and I was like, how fucking dare, dare, dare I fucking just keep this locked up in a fucking box collecting dust for the past three fucking years, not acknowledging my brothers. And at that moment, I, I, I wanted to do something for them. I wanted to raise that flag. I want to have that flag fly again. And I committed to fucking running my first marathon, 26.2, the Marine Corps Marathon in 2015. Prior to that, I had not run, but my mind told me like, hey, I'm gonna fucking do this for them. I went out there, I did it, it fucking hurt. Uh, it <laughs> fucked me up, man, I'm telling you what. I ran it, I ran that shit in Chuck's, Converse. Mm-hmm. And, but the point was, it was for them, you know? It, it wasn't for myself, it was for them. So leading up to uh, the Boston Marathon 2016, 17, I did the same thing mentally. I just prepared myself mentally. I kept doing the same routine that I did was uh, weightlifting, training, the things like the uh, Marines, like I, I, I learned and picked up to do out, out in deployment doing that. But then also, yeah, so that's how I trained for those marathons. It's just weight training, squats and deadlifts. Are, uh, so when the ID took your leg, are you uh, above the knee or below, below the knee? Uh, below the knee. So, so, okay. So you still have your knee joint, but, uh, I mean, I assume it probably took a little bit of a beating too, huh? Yes, definitely. Yeah. That, I, I lost some quad muscle. So I lost the leg, uh, below the knee and then, uh, damage on the, on the quad, uh, muscle as well. And then, uh, and then your other leg, which I think is your right leg also got damaged. Yes, sir. Yeah. The right leg, I'm missing about 90% of my calf and damage to my, um, my hamstrings, Damn. my hamstring on that side. So did they go through and just rebuild everything or they just kind of triage it or how, uh, like what's the process for that? So going in there, they're like, okay, so they revised the residual limb on the left side and then the right side, they didn't know what exactly to do because the wounds kept on opening up. They did skin grafts. They did, um, um, wound backs. They, they did, they did it all. Uh, just trying to, to cover up the, the wounds cause they kept on uh, opening up. Um, uh, until, until one last thing they did was, uh, um, I think it was a test deal of a placenta. They used the cell of a placenta. They used, they used that and, uh, placed these, they, they, I guess they, they froze them or whatnot. And they, they, they got them out and they placed it on my, on my leg. And that's what made um, my skin actually heal up. Wow. But so, as they, far as, so they use stem cell. Oh shit. So, so what they do is they uh, extract stem cells from like a uh, placenta. They also do it from the umbilical cord and they actually like put those on top and like kind of like a topical to get it to grow, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, wow. exactly. Fuck, dude. So that closed, um, closed the wounds, but you know, muscle wise, uh, they didn't do anything. They just left it as is. Um, I was just fortunate to keep my leg you know, being uh, able to just uh, move my toes, range of motion, and apply my own body weight to that at that point in time. So they they didn't do anything else just to help uh, close those wounds up. Yeah, it's funny. We, we were watching some of the videos, and as I was watching you squat, you squat wide so you can keep a more vertical shin because the biggest problem is dorsiflexion. So the more narrow That's you correct. go, the yeah, there's more dorsiflexion. So when you're squatting, we were watching like a nice vertical shin, and you're just kind of sitting back into it, which is uh, is pretty cool to watch because um, I worked with a guy uh, at a seminar that actually was uh, you know above the knee amputee, and the biggest issue he had was uh, uh, he had no dorsiflexion. So he had to like kind of roll forward on his toe, and I remember thinking like at some point they got 
got to do something with these, uh, like the, you know, the artificial limbs to help somebody get some dorsiflexion or you just widen your stance and you got to sit back and kind of take it into a, a deal. But yeah, man, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see like how people do the kind of the mechanical work around all of a sudden with this limitation. And, uh, dude, it's, it's pretty inspiring, you know, cause you think about all the excuses people give, Oh, I can't do this and this. And then you see a dude, you're like, man, I'm missing most of my leg or I mean, my whole leg from below the knee and you know, all these other things. And here I am doing the stuff. So is, uh, like when you're training at the gym, I mean, is it, uh, are people blown away or do people just not even notice anymore? Um, both, you know, uh, just doing for the longest, you know, I always covered up, went to the gym, did my thing. Nobody knew that I was injured until I started going to the Lone Star CrossFit where I go. And, uh, even at then I was in the background doing my own thing, but slowly but surely I started taking off layers. Uh, one day I, I took off my, my sweatpants and people were like, Oh shit, we didn't even know you, you were, you had a prosthetic. Oh, and shit, man. much less uh, a right, uh, you know, that other legs all fucked up. So people are, are, are like, like in wow, like, wow, you could do that with, with the prosthetic. Wow. You could do that with that leg that way. And I'm like, yeah, man, well, you know, I just had to adapt, adapt to it, you know, and I had to figure it out and doing so like my body adapted, like the, la- the lack of um, calf muscle or the lack of hamstring, my, my body adapted to compensating those muscles uh, in different areas um, like the shin muscle the, the, on the top part has grown significantly since that. Um, and and, like, uh, uh, your anterior tip, it's pretty, I mean, th- th- this is like a, uh, a pretty interesting phenomenon. Like uh, the world's best athletes aren't necessarily the world's best athletes. They just happen to be the people that can recruit around injury and figure a way to do it when other people can't. Yeah, because you're bound to break down. Yeah, because right? like, when, yeah, like every, like, like when you see professional athletes, the NFL, whatever, it's not, you know, people are like, oh, these guys are amazing athletes. There are probably people out there that were much better than them. They just didn't figure out, like their body wasn't smart enough to figure out how to kind of recruit around it. And it's, uh, it, I remember uh, Doc Bueller, who's a, a buddy of ours in Caseville, Utah, made the point. He said, you know, I've worked with all these Olympic athletes and he goes, they just are better at recruiting around injury than anybody else. And so it's pretty fascinating to think like if you remove things, how the body's smart enough to all of a sudden figure out like, yeah. okay, hey, I'm going to gain stability, not with a calf, but I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm also going to put all this stress on an anterior tib and now I'm going to be able to overdevelop that so I can gain that stability. Pretty fascinating. It is. It is quite fascinating. And yeah, when you when you're up against the ropes, man, you got you got to make it happen. <laughs> well, yeah, and and what's cool is your attitude was like, "Fuck it, man, let's just do it." Uh, you know, instead of trying to like put a process involved and just being like, "Hey, man, I'm going to try to do a little bit more tomorrow than I did this day," and um, you know, and it's it it's cool and it's uh, it's amazing that that one you figured it out. But the thing I think about is like you had to go through some serious soul searching yeah, and you yeah. had to go through a hell of a process to figure this part out. And I know you started your charity and you're trying to help other people kind of fight this battle. I just wonder about how many people don't get, you know, don't f- find a way to kind of navigate this thing. And, uh, you know, you mentioned all the pills and the pharmaceuticals and all that. And I wonder, fuck man, like, uh, how many, how easy is it just the doctor write the script and it just keeps you in that fucking dark place. Yeah, definitely. So Jose, uh, man, talk, talk about that dark place. Cause you, did, was it, you were telling us a little before the show, like the experience and, you know, where your mindset was at. And then, you know, there was a transition. Obviously, there was like, you got woke. I don't fucking know, right? Was it was it flipping a switch? Was it a culmination of events? What was the first step like, you know? And then what was it like leading up to that first step? Um, you know, um, getting injured and coming back home, I was ready just to hit the ground running uh, as far as physically. Um, I, I've been doing that all day, every day. But the thing that I did it, um, 
forecast was these foreign feelings in my in my mind. So that that was something that I had to deal with, and I was unprepared to battle with. Is is my my own mind. So that was the the, the biggest issue and the biggest problem for me was that um, fighting those demons within my own self, fighting against depression, anxiety, guilt, anger. Um, and all these foreign feelings and, and those things, you know, I couldn't physically handle. I, I didn't know what to do with them. So my, my, my mind completely fell apart into pieces. But the thing that kept me going was being physically fit. The only thing I knew how to do and what to do was just to go out to the gym and smash it out and work out. So in the process of trying to figure out and put these pieces together, I, I did what I did do best is just go to the gym. So running concurrently, that was, that was my, my outlet. Going to the gym, working out, and then figuring how to put these pieces together. So that, that ran its course for about one or two, three years. And doing so, all the emotions and everything I felt, I kept on suppressing them deep down within myself. It was just balling up, suppressing pushing it down, pushing it down over a year, two years, three years. And until I felt like, I literally felt like this black of darkness within me. Like I, I felt that shit, man. Fuck. Every day it just, I woke up. I'm like, I was, I was fucking angry. I was upset. And um, it was to a point where I, it was, everything was a fucking trigger for me. Um, I, I remember I was out driving and some guy just fucking honked this horn for some oh, some shit. reason. I got fucking pissed, dude. I slammed on the brakes. I got out of my fucking car. I went over to that car to be to engage in physical fucking contact. Like I wanted a fucking fight. I wanted to. I guess I wanted, in retrospect, to unleash all that fucking hate on someone. And I knew at that point, like fuck, dude, something's going on. Like this shit's getting out of control. I didn't know how to fucking tame it anymore. Fuck. So that you know, going to the gym and, and letting it out helped me, but only temporarily. Um, there are some times I would wake up like, just God, hey, get me through this day. You know what I mean? Please, please, you know what I mean? Just help me get through this day and I would just try to figure it out. But I had an awakening when I, when I found out another Marine of mine was uh, contemplating uh, suicide. Um, he was going through a dark time himself. Um, I caught wind of that and, and I, I didn't understand it at that point. I didn't understand how he felt fucking bad. Like I was thinking to myself, like, how the fuck do you feel bad? How, do, how are you in this depressed mode? Or how are you feeling depressed when you still have all your fucking limbs? And I lost a leg. How is it that you're, you're feeling suicidal, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is that survival skill, I, I didn't even recognize that. And I felt to acknowledge that that was happening. And that triggered an effect. Oh, I fucking pushed my family away. I pushed my friends away. It put me in that perspective and that mindset. Oh, shit. I've gone two, three, four years thinking about myself. I feel to realize the people around me that are that were fucking hurting, and that's what helped me try to transition and share my own story with others to help them. And in doing so, that helped alleviate some of that blackness. Telling my story, opening up my my social media. I didn't have social media after I got fucking injured for still up in 2011 to 2015 i had no fucking social media no interaction with the society until 2015 i was able to to share my story and use that as a platform to as as a therapeutic way to to share my own story and and get out my fucking message my anger my fuck you motherfucking fuck this bullshit you know because i was afraid i was scared what people might think of me but also to share my story helped me 
So all that fucking darkness was coming out one way or another. And that, and in transition of doing that, it helped me heal my own fucking heart. So did you, I mean, did it start with confiding in a buddy or was it hit up a group or find a, you know, find a professional to work with? I mean, do you mind sharing what, what, what was that even that little, little micro step? Because I or feel like, process, it, yeah, like it snowballs yeah. after that. I feel like. Yeah, no, they, they were like, Hey, why don't you talk to, um, to a counselor, talk to veterans. So for the longest, like, how do, why don't you talk to veterans? Fuck no. I don't want to talk to no one. Uh, I want to talk to civilians like, fuck no. Like they don't know what it's like to be, you know, a Marine or military being fucking injured or whatnot. So I was like, no, to everyone, to everything and anything. The only reason I was able to to share my story a little bit was the social media, I, Instagram. No shit. Um, I, I post a fucking video of me, even with sweatpants, and I, I did a fucking squat, and I would just mention, oh, I was an injured Marine, blah, blah, blah. And I fucking shut it off because I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect. It was easier for me just to put it out there and, and, and fucking close it. You know what I mean? And then just whatever. And then slowly, like, I would get, like, a response, like, oh, that, you know, thank you for your service. So I'm thinking in my head, like, these motherfuckers would be fucking assholes. They're going to be, like, uh, criticize me, ridicule, or whatever. They're just going to be a fucking a negative thing to me. But I saw that it was, it was okay. It wasn't that bad. It was, it was a positive feedback. And then slowly but surely, I started um, showing them more of, of my injury and, and, and um, giving my own um, – sharing my own story through through that that platform and that that was very therapeutic for me to to do that so that was my initial step is is using social media as an outlet to get my feelings out no shit man yeah which which is amazing because we just hear about the negativity that comes with social media can come, can come. Uh, but yeah now it now it serves a positive purpose witness so then what's the next step so you get a little bit of you get a little bit of momentum and then uh training continues but here's the thing man anger goes down does the training suffer or did you find new purpose new motivation actually actually that that's that's good that you asked that so yes so helping others um alleviated that that darkness you know because this whole time I was driven by pain. I was driven by anger, driven by that, that fucking affliction that I, that I, that I had within me and slowly but surely started diminishing. I'm like, fuck. I, and I remember one day I went to the gym. I was like, I want to fuck this motherfucker up and beasted, blah, blah, blah. But I couldn't, I couldn't find that fucking anger. It was gone. Yeah. And I was like, where the fuck did it go? It literally, that's how it just happened. Like I couldn't register it. I, I couldn't summon it up. I was like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to do what I'm doing? Because I was, I was led by my anger and, and my rage for so long. And that's what fucking fueled me. I, I, I ran out of that fuel. I didn't, I didn't have it no more. But in doing that and looking for another purpose and a sense of drive, I looked at helping others one-on-one, not just through social media and, and those platforms, but one-on-one, like, face-to-face with veterans, face-to-face with people in my community. And that's what sparked my, my, my drive and, and my fuel nice. is, is them, is others, using them to fuel my own fucking drive. And that motherfucker has been like a whole new source of fucking fuel for me. 
Well, I'm glad you took that route because I thought you were going to say then you joined yoga. <laughs> it's like I had to find my namaste. <laughs> no, Tex, you don't like that one? No. Tex is a big squats. yoga guy. Uh, he probably does yoga, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tex is a big yoga guy. He's hey, got listen, uh, yoga capri yeah, pants, the whole nine yeah. yards. And listen, if you're listening and you're like, I like yoga, good for you. We don't care. You're, you oh, be no, you. It's, you do you. It's called Ramwad now. Ah, yes, uh, Ramwad. Yeah, Ramwad. <laughs> well... It, Jose, man sports athlete. Is this just, is that a brand? So looking at your Instagram, you're man sports athlete, or are you just identifying, hey, man sports only? Oh, so no, no, man sports is a, is a supplement company that, uh-huh. that um, helps me out, promotes um, what I do and, and gives me supplements, and I run off of, of that supplement deal. So what do you uh, so take us into that like like so what do you do for your training I mean obviously you train at a CrossFit gym you bang weights you run like like give us some details on what you're doing for your training. So training for for a while it's always been static uh, weight training um, heavy lifting um, tire flips conditioning my conditioning was like basically tire flips man sledgehammers for for the longest that was my conditioning and everything else was was weight training deadlifts bench press and squats those were that was it man that's where I lived in. Um, but it wasn't until, let's see, 2016 that I went over to the CrossFit gym because I had an altercation at the, at the global gym because they thought that I was trying to fucking help others for profit or some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, your coachings yeah. and you're your going to yeah, yeah, Right. Yeah. So I was like, fuck you. You know, so that led me not going back there and not looking for a place. So I, I ended up going to this CrossFit gym that someone said, why don't you just go out there? Um, so, uh, 2016, I, I've never fucking crossfitted, um, after my injury, I, I did it before, but I was like, fuck man, I can't do that shit. Like I, I can't squat. I can't, I can't do the shit that they're doing. I could barely fucking jump up to, into like six inch box or some shit. Like I couldn't do it, but slowly but surely I try to integrate myself into it. And I, and I try to do the, do the workouts, do the movements. And it, it took me about a, a couple of years. So, but running parallel to that, I kept on doing my strength training and trying to dab into what I could do um, physically in, in the CrossFit world, um, box jumps, snatches, and stuff like that. So I've been doing that for about two years, and now I've integrated CrossFit into my, my regime. I've, I've, gotten, I've adapted to it, and I've been able to uh, perform the movements. Um, it's taken me about a, a year, a year and a half to be able to adapt to that. So I do uh, strength training, CrossFit, and some shit that I just come up w- with from what I've learned in the Marine Corps, just organizing things and sure. with limited resources and just making it happen. So that's, that's basically what I do. If I have anything going on, like that's, I, I prepare and I prep doing CrossFit and straight training Mondays through Saturdays. Nice man. And that adaptive athlete community that's growing within the CrossFit sphere or sport of fitness, I'm not sure how to qualify it, but it's impressive shit. And you know, it's it's just so, it's kind of cliche, but it's so fucking true. Like the "what's your excuse" type deal, because you talk to so many fucking donkeys out well, there. Well, no, but I you know I always think like, dude, if you're twenty something years old and you fucking never played a contact sport, and then you pick up CrossFit, and now you just want to go do it, and you fucking you know go out and you can smash it, and you really don't know what physical pain is. Uh-huh. Like I'm I'm all for it, and it's exciting and whatnot. And then you watch a bunch of dudes who have been fucked up. And they go out there and they're fucking going after it. And uh, like I remember when uh, I forgot what it was. It was like a, at one of the CrossFit games, just seeing like uh, one of the dudes uh, when he took his his uh, his leg out of the uh, you know out of the uh, prosthesis, uh, like just seeing how fucking tore up the nub was. 
And I was like, fuck, dude. That's uh um, Yeah, these guys are fucking grinding yeah, to the and, bone. And, yeah, and being like, fuck, dude, this is um, you know, I mean, because there used to be a limb there, there's nerve endings. It's a little different if you're born uh like without a limb. You remember we had Nicole Pembroke who was born without a hand. Right. We, uh, I, I owned a CrossFit gym and one of the gals that trained with us, uh she she was born without a hand. So she had uh no nerve endings and had lived her whole life without a hand. So I mean she dude, she had like a hook thing that she did pull ups, she fucking did burpees, she had no problem doing push ups like on the concrete because she just it didn't like no nerve endings. He was born like that. And I remember, uh, you know, just kind of rapping with her about it. And she's like, um, I'm not sorry. I'm not missing a hand. She's like, I'm just glad that it, uh, I never had one. And I was like, how come? She's like, because I was, you know, I, I never had it. I, I don't know what the memory is. And she's like, and honestly, it, it feels kind of dead. Like, she goes, I just don't feel it the same way. She goes, and I've met people that have lost limbs and they still have phantom pain and nerve endings. And there's a lot of stuff. She goes, I just, you know, that's how I was born. So um, she never really let it be much of an issue. And dude, she used to come in and fucking smash it. And I remember thinking like, uh, like whenever people would give us excuses or be like, oh, I can't train. I'm like, ah, oh, look at the gal out there with no hands. She's out there fucking murdering people. And uh, you're giving me, you know, you, you know, you got bunions or something. So I just like, this bar kind of hurts my back. <laughs> yeah. Is there a way to get a smoother bar? So I want her beat up my traps and this, and this gal's out there, like basically like doing push press. She would put her, uh, like the, you know, her wrist, like the nub under there and do push presses with it. And I remember thinking like, fuck, don't drop that in your head, but she was fucking on point, man. And so I think, uh, like seeing that and just seeing the way guys are going hard, man. And what, what's cool is it's um, it's something that was fostered in your community before, and now all of a sudden the guys are taking that same attitude and going out there and just fucking smashing it, which is cool. So I appreciate watching that. Uh, the only thing I don't like watching in the CrossFit Games is like the 70-year-old, 60s and 70-year-old yeah. dudes. Like Jesse Gray's dad. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Those guys are out there. I'm, I'm like nervous they're going to fucking break themselves and die. I'm like, don't kill them. And Dave Castro's just trying to fucking kill those old Can't dudes. Can't they put those old guys in like a pool and have them do it like water aerobics? <laughs> <laughs> no, but those old dudes are fucking going hard, man. Those dudes are like uh, beef jerky. They dude, got fucking, I know. Yeah, they fucking kill us. Fucking hell. So, so what's on the future for you, man? Like you've, uh, you know, you obviously had this go through, you've had this metamorphosis, you've come out and now your deal is to like inspire and get people to see that they can, you know, overcome stuff. So what's in the future for you? Um, so... So yeah, now it's it's about the one-on-one interaction with the community, um, from myself to that social media platform now to one-on-one engagement um, with 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 the community and the veterans and and organizing my nonprofit Rise Above Hardship is uh, going to that trying to overturn and, and empower veterans um, to to get back on that mission that that mindset of of, of sense of purpose and drive. And using that that fitness as a medium to bridge um, the community with the veterans, and understanding that that's a that's a great relationship to have. Just like me, I was like, "Fuck the community! I don't have fucking nothing to do with them." You know what I mean? I'm I'm good alone, but you're better together. You know, and that's what I want to instill into these veterans, and and overturn that that darkness into into light. So, how, I mean, uh, how do you do it? Do you bring these guys in and do, like, one-on-one personal training with them? Do you, like, set up groups? Do you go out and do events? Like, like how does, like, the process work? I mean, like, uh, I mean, I you know, I can see that, that you go out and you have some kind of events to kind of bring people out. But, like, how is it? Like, um, you knocking on doors, you're finding people and going fucking kicking them in? So, what what we do is uh, we have a uh, – it's so Rise Above Hardship is a nonprofit and subcategories at Raw Fitness. Um, so – Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, we, we have uh, a fitness um, gathering, um, a workout. And what I do is I, I engage the veteran 
to lead those physical, um, that physical um, session that day. So it gives them a, a sense of like, oh shit, I'm out here. I'm, I'm pretty much instructing. Like same shit they've done in the military uh, with the troops. Like, hey, get on this. It's going to fucking run. It's going to ruck march, blah, blah, blah. Now they're doing the same thing, motivating. Now they're motivating, inspiring the community. And I, that's why I, I let them shine. They've done that shit all day, every day. And the thing for me for the longest was I try to strip away my identity of who I was as a Marine. I was like, fuck the Marines, fuck the military. I try to dislocate disassociate myself with with being a fucking veteran in a marine i was like i try to pull these these two fuckers together pull them apart i don't want to be i didn't want to be that but at the end of the day that's who you are and that's never fucking gonna go away you know and that's who we are we're fucking veterans we're military that's never gonna fucking change and i think a lot of these guys think oh man i gotta fucking change i gotta no you can still do that do this but just rechannel that energy into something positive like leading the community so that's what i do every tuesdays thursdays and fridays i have a session and i let each individual instructor or each veteran instruct that day to the community and then and vice versa the community gets to work out from that that's completely different from their norm and the community empowers the veterans of a sense of purpose to continue their drive and that's how we do and in doing so the money we generate we go out and we do uh uh, fun events, outdoor adventures. We do uh, kayaking. Um, we just finished doing a rock and roll marathon. Some of them did a full marathon for the first time. Some of them did half a marathon for the first time. Uh, we got a couple of uh, um, things that we do for the community as far as giving back to veterans at the VFW. We fed over about 300 uh, vets in, uh, in the November timeframe and giving back to uh, kids in December. Uh, with families uh, that are less fortunate, um, just engaging them back in a, in a sense of purpose. And that's how we engage them. Yeah. And then are, is it mostly, um, is it disabled injured veterans or is it, I mean, just guys who are on hard times? Just it, all walks of life pretty much is uh, yeah. guys in a hard time. Some, some of these, these wounds are, are not visible. They're internal. Right. Like, like we, we discuss it, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a mind. So it's a it's a mind battle with them, and this gives them an outlet to to let all that that negative and that blackness out. Mm -hmm. And then, are, I mean, have you have you learned how to break through to some of those guys that are just you know in that phase of uh, solitude, and and it's just like and to show them there's a little more purpose. Like, do you have to kick in the like John was saying, kick in the door on these guys, or are they is it just a, an eventual point in the life cycle that they either figure it out and they don't. So yeah, back, back to John's point about like, how do you get these people? I believe that you have to be in the black to reach the people in the black. You, you gotta be that motherfucker be like, Hey motherfucker, get the fuck off your ass. Make shit fucking happen. So that's why I'm very fucking aggressive with my fucking, with my words and, <laughs> and my illustrations on my videos, man. I, I get to the fucking point. You know what I mean? I, I try not to fucking bullshit people. You know what I mean? And that's the same way with veterans. If I saw another veteran just fucking sweet talk me or some bullshit, like, hey, why don't you join this 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 deal? We could do this shit. Fuck no. Like, I want a real motherfucking authentic veteran to talk to me with, with the real shit and not bullshit me. And that's what I try to do, man. Not bullshit veterans and tell them, like, this is what the fuck's going on. We're fucked up. You know what I mean? But this is a way to fucking unfuck ourselves and, and get back on a mission and, and make a fucking positive thing out of a fucking negative thing and, and have that sense of purpose. You know what I mean? So me being who I am is, is very instrumental of me reaching out to those veterans because they feel like, hey, man, this dude's 
a fucking vet. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be anything and I'm not. And this is, this is true for them. You continue to be who you are, but let's change that and use that in a good constructive manner. Right, man. Reading a quote off of your Instagram here, Jose, may not have one complete leg, but I have a complete fucking drive. <laughs> <laughs> What's there? Yeah. And, and you know, you know, y'all talk, y'all just talk about the CrossFit Open, about people and how I do my things and how I, I've been able to do what I'm doing today. It just is about willing to try. You know what I mean? You you never know what you're able to do unless you fucking try it, man. You don't know your full potential. You know, you may be, you know, that fear or or that um, um, that that negativity. Like, I, I don't think I could do it. Like, fuck that. Fuck that fear. Fucking just fucking do it. You never know what you're capable of. Doing those fucking push-up box jumps to that um, plyo box. I never thought I could do that shit. I just like, oh, let me try it. And I fucking did it. I was surprised. I didn't even thought I could do that with even fucking two legs, much less one leg. I couldn't even. I can't even do a damn um, leg uh, a, a leg raise. You know what I mean? But I'm out there fucking doing jump ropes. You know what I mean? So like a calf raise. I can't do a calf raise, but I'm out there doing fucking jump ropes. But it's just like if if you wanna make it fucking shit happen, make it fucking happen. Fuck the bullshit. Like I don't give a fuck if you're missing a leg or an arm or whatever the fuck. It's it's about the drive, man. Just go out there and make shit fucking happen. And that's that's just the fucking point. And. This past year's symposium, we had Andy Stump talk, and then the previous year, he mentioned dominoes and kind of how the, the domino effect occurs. You just knock over one small domino, and that essentially, it could be a box jump, it could be a jump rope, it could be even a freaking calf raise, but the same mental process of doing something where you once thought you couldn't do is the same as freaking taking on some big life adventure. So if we can get those small wins from fitness or kind of being confident with their body again, then that sets them up for success, the same mental process of, of future endeavors. Yeah, yeah man. definitely. That, that's, that's about right. So you, uh, you got some raw, uh, the rise above hardship. You got some events coming up or what's the deal? What, what is, what does the future look like for that organization? How long have you been doing the raw? Um, six, six months. Okay. So pretty so, new. Pretty new. Yeah. But within those six months, we've, we've done about eight, event we've had over um uh we've we fed over 300 uh veterans gave back to about 20 families for for um uh, christmas we've served over um i'm gonna say about 40 40 veterans already engaged about five veterans now on staff daily um we have a first uh sponsor that sponsors us um another veteran organization um, but now this year is just like fucking making shit happen. We got a CrossFit event this Saturday for uh, first responders and the community using CrossFit as a medium to bridge um, the two together to show the importance of the two. Um, we got a uh, after that following the week we have Street Defeat here in San Antonio a 5K. Then we have another um, uh, Easter uh, deal for the family in in April. Um, you know uh, we have a Spartan race coming up in in May. Um, so we're, we're just locked and loaded, man. We're just fucking going out there and, and, and making it happen. Um, and I see this growing exponentially in the near future. Oh, that's awesome, man. And if people want to get involved, what do they do? Um, they could see us on Facebook or Instagram at Rise Above Hardship. There you and have that's it. it. Rise Above Hardship at Facebook and Instagram. 
Cool. And then if people want to get a hold of you, it, it uh, your Instagram handle is. Um, it's uh, JLS143 underscore. Okay. Cool. Easy enough. Dude, so there you have it. Anything else for Jose Tex? Any any message you want to get out there? So we have uh, John throughout John's career, you know, we've had a lot of athletes, military athletes follow us and I mean, a lot of them come out and say, hey, good job. But at the same time, they're, they're in, they could be falling on those dark times. What, what's a message that you want to kind of give out to them and motivate those guys that may be listening or if they know somebody in, in the black that they can reach out to? Uh, what's your message to them right now? Um, you know what? Honestly, I'm just going to, from, from the top of my head, from my heart, that, that blackness is never really going to go away those demons are never going to go away what happens is you, you learn to live with those demons you live to learn with that blackness you need to enrich your life and allow people into your life let love in let love out i know it sounds like some bullshit thing but that's the only way to fucking survive man as as i'm concerned is is having that shit in me i like can i be here had i not fucking let love in and, and, and share my own story and let love out man so engagement Whatever the fuck it is, engage yourself. Be physically active. Just keep fucking moving. Don't fucking stop. Don't dwell. And try to help others, man. Helping others heals the heart. If anything you, you leave from today is that helping others heals the heart. And it really, truly does. I, and I fucking promise you, it fucking does. Dude, thanks, Jose. People helping people, man. Powerful stuff. It is powerful stuff. Been saying it for years. Ladies and gentlemen, Another episode in the books. Get on Jose's Instagram, man. Inspirational dude. Jose, you're out there fucking smashing it. And uh, we hope to cross paths. We're right up the street. We're in Austin. So if you're ever out this way, man, drop a line. And when we head down to San Antonio, we will not hesitate as well to come check out what you got going on. Awesome. I uh, would appreciate it. And uh, thank you very much for having me having me on board and, and um, talking and um, sharing my story with, uh, with you all and uh, people out there. Cool. Awesome. You know Thank it. you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, see you later. See you next week or talk to you next week. Yeah. All Sounds right. good. Bye. 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 Can't believe we can. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Follow Luis at JLS143 underscore and at Rise Above Hardship. Like and share his events and get involved by messaging him on Instagram. Whether you're a veteran or a civilian, I think his advice at the end of the show is universal. Let love in, let love out. Happy Valentine's Day, and until next time, yes, Luke, we still do this. Bye!